The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. The night before the Robert E. Lee statue was removed from Richmond's Monument Avenue, all traces of the movement that led to it being taken down were confiscated and stored by state officials. Meg Schifres reports. The area surrounding the Lee Monument was once covered by memorials to victims of police violence, community gardens, and a sign proclaiming the space Marcus David Peters Circle, named for a black man who was shot and killed by Richmond police in 2018. Princess Blanding, Peters' sister and a candidate for governor, said removing these items placed by the community is a signal that the state's not willing to reckon with the real legacy of white supremacy. It made the city, it made the According to the Department of General Services, the memorial will be transferred to the Library of Virginia for temporary storage. Local activist Lawrence West says instead of hiding them, they should be recognized as having historic value. It's a definite suppression of black history. This did happen. You know, there was a revolution on Monument Avenue. A DGS spokesperson said due to its size, the sign will remain with the department until a determination is made about where it will permanently reside. Meg Schifres, VPM News. Petersburg has banned firearms in the city's public areas. According to the Progress Index, Petersburg City Council passed the law earlier this week. It prohibits guns in any place open to the public, such as streets, public parks, and city buildings. The move comes after localities were given the power to enact local ordinances in July. A violation of the ban could result in up to a year in jail and up to a $1,000 fine. Some citizens have argued that the language in the local law is too vague and could result in unjustified charges. Yesterday, Virginia's redistricting commission again struggled with directing its map drawers on which data to prioritize. As Patrick Larson reports, the group is preparing drafts for the final two weeks of deliberations. The redistricting commission is still waiting on an analysis of voting patterns in racial groups. In the absence of that data, Delegate Marcus Simon, a Fairfax Democrat, wanted to instruct the cartographers to consider where minority communities hold power in Virginia's current districts. That motion failed to get enough support among commissioners. Draft maps for central Virginia will be reviewed on October 7th. The meeting will serve as an opportunity for the panel to review and hear public feedback. The commission has until October 10th to recommend new voting district boundaries. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Football players and fans at Monacan High School will have to wait a while to play and watch their next game. As Ian Stewart explains, the program has been temporarily postponed due to COVID-19. In a letter sent to parents Wednesday night, Principal William Broyles says the Virginia Department of Health has reviewed COVID-19 cases and recommended that the varsity football team pause all activities, including this Friday's game against Midlothian. 
Working with school nurses, VDH officials say it appears there have been positive transmissions on the football team. When that happens, they recommend a pause in practice and games. This has happened at other Chestfield schools this year, according to a district spokesperson. Current VDH guidelines say sports, such as football, pose a higher risk of possible infection due to close contact. Principal Broyle says Monacan football games should resume October 5th. Ian Stewart, VPM News. Riverside Jail will remain open under a new agreement with the Virginia Board of Local and Regional Jails. The board voted Wednesday to allow the jail to remain open under conditions currently unknown to the public. The agreement has not yet been finalized, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Closure was originally recommended by a review committee after an investigation found that jail staff may have been directly or indirectly responsible for three prisoner deaths and that they had failed to meet minimum correctional standards. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.